Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Jason Rankin. He's the Group CFO and GM ASEAN with the CPM Group. A warm welcome, Jason. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks, Nick. And thank you very much for the opportunity to have a chat with you. Yeah, fantastic to have you with us. And uh, you're going to talk today about becoming a digital CFO. But before we jump into the topic, uh, please uh, introduce yourselves to the listeners. Yeah, well, um, as, as you mentioned, Nick, I'm the, I'm the group CFO. Uh, I think that's uh, probably, uh, you know, 70% of my role. Uh, 30% of that is actually running the region uh, for our group. Uh, we are three brands, uh, PM Square for the international uh, countries. We are Cornerstone Consulting in Australia, uh, as well as Key Consulting in Australia. Um, so we focus on delivering enhanced data-driven business performance uh, through collaboration between our passionate experts and clients. So that's really our purpose statement, uh, and that keeps me busy and out of trouble. Okay, fantastic. And I know you have a background there as a service director, but then later on, you're also the group CFO and GM. So the topic then, becoming a digital CFO, what do you mean with this? Uh, you know, we've, we've in, in, in the roles of finance, I've been doing accounting since I was eight years old. <laughs> I kind of found my first ledger, T ledger and started getting into it. And, uh, uh, you know, so it's always been finance and, you know, the uh, chartered accountants, CPAs, a uh, number of different bodies around the world. Um, we've been having to change the profile of the finance professional. Um, it's been a constant focus, I think, for the last 15 years, 15, 20 years in, in changing our focus. Um, what we have seen, um, especially through COVID, uh, Ukraine war, number of different types of tensions in the world, we've seen supply chain disruption. Uh, that's had major impacts on businesses, cash flow, sales-based forecasting being impacted, uh, and staffing challenges. Now, in most cases, the, the Department of Finance uh, in an organization is downstream to kind of pick up where the other functions basically are not either performing or not able to because they don't have the right data, right? They can't make the right decisions. And then really that's that data life cycle, you know, um, data is created from a decision. And I think sometimes we forget this, right? Uh, it's just captured in a lot of systems. Uh, it's an outcome from somebody's decision. Um, so it tends to downstream into finance. So what does finance need to do? We need to kind of flow that back into the actual uh, uh, departments or the functions, uh, uh, create insights for them, partner with them. Uh, and this whole process is really changing the dynamic of the CFO. You, you, you need to be able to be digitally focused as a digital CFO, right? So hopefully that makes sense. Yes, it makes complete sense, uh, Jason. In, indeed, we live in a world that's constantly digitalized. Uh, so I'm pleased to hear that it's also happening for the CFOs. Uh, so could you perhaps go a little bit deeper then and let us know what would be the three key things we need to know about becoming a digital CFO? Um, again, it's very, un the CFO, the profile of the CFO tends to be a little bit more uncomfortable when it comes to 
constant change or not having structure, because I think that's always been the profile of any finance professional is that you can build structure and processes, right? That's the, that's always been the traditional strength of the CFO, right? Um, what we now see in becoming a digital CFO is, is that you need to partner uh, and connect the silos in the organization. This downstream has transferred the uh, requirement for the CFO to play that leading role to connect and partner with the silos in the organization. As an example, you know, the head of sales. The head of sales is battling at the moment with sales-based forecasting, which from a political perspective is always under, under question. Um, that's they, they feel really as a CFO and as a head of sales, you feel isolated in the organization. How do I make this information? I need technology. I need this. I need that. I need more people. So these two, pe these two uh, very key people in the organization need to be connected. And the CFO plays that important role to connect the silos from data to people to processes, right? So that's the first thing is really partnering and connecting the, the silos and actually becoming the lead in uh, uh, breaking down those silos. Yeah. Um, in fact, a Gartner, um, I was reading an interesting article um, where the, the, the most stunning finding from CFOs in the latest round, especially coming out of three years of disruption, um, the CFO is actually more concerned with growth than CEO. Right. Oh. And, that, and that's and that's quite incredible, the fact that, you know, obviously the CEO is there and, and, and needs to grow the organization, connect all the dots, make sure people are uh, focused on the right strategy. But the CFO is actually more concerned with growth because it, it, it translates to cash flow, right? Right. Uh, right. And, and so, you know, constantly feeding that back that there's a cash flow-based impact uh, is creating this angst. And in general, CFOs are quite anxious. Right, at the profile, yeah. yeah so uh, that that connection uh, gets gets the CFO out of their box, uh, making sure that they understand that they need to create and their 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 personality needs to be that of partnering and and breaking down the siloed walls, right? And I think that makes a lot of CFOs uncomfortable. Um, but it, they need to look at the types of tools and these uh, the resources available to really kind of put them at the forefront of that. Yeah. Um, the second part is really about them um, being agile. And that's the other uncomfortable area <laughs> in structure and processes. So, you know, how do they, how do they kind of get their, their, their organization or, the way that they actually thinking to be agile in their department, yeah, uh, because they need to they need to do this partnering, but they actually then need to be very agile in the way that they do it, yeah. So they've got to enable, um, and they've got to kind of move towards a more dynamic approach uh, into resilience because they hold resilience of their organization really in the palm of their hands, yeah. Cash flow will drive resilience, um, their ability to make very quick decisions and be uh, supporting marketing for new products or whatever area that they're working in, they need to be able to go and say, hey, these are areas that you're not seeing yet. This is coming through at the moment. I think you need to look at this, right? Um, especially 
you know, simple things like your, your way under forecast, right? Or uh, SNOP. Uh, we see that in the supply chain disruption, um, many years of um, not investing uh, and changing uh, SNOP-based connections of data from Excel. Uh, and you'd be surprised at how many organizations are still stuck in Excel, right? Um, uh, I remember starting my career with Lotus 123. So kind of gives you an idea uh, of, of how far back um, I've come from uh, using Lotus and, and Excel to kind of transform organizations. Um, but again, they need to kind of get a dynamic view of resilience. They need to understand that their decision-making may not be 100%, and that's okay, as long as quick decisions are being made, and then they're seeing that as an opportunity to change the organization and to impact each and other partnering department, right? The third part is really they need to be thinking like product teams, you know, Again, all these types of uh, concepts are very foreign um, for traditional finance. You know, uh, sometimes it's always been, let's invest in sales, let's invest in marketing. It's never been, okay, well, are we investing in finance? Finance is the downstream, reactive. They've got to step forward. They need to be the proactive driver of growth in their organization. And they need to think like a product team. That means if you look at marketing departments or product-based orientation and development, they, they come up with a number of concepts and they test it, right? Finance needs to do that. They need to be able to take information, quickly look at uh, the way that it could impact marketing, subset marketing into uh, different regions, say to them, listen, try this, try that. Maybe you could talk to these customers. They need to just try lots of different concepts with those departments and uh, be okay to fail. Yeah, uh, we tend to kind of over over uh, capitalize on investment in accuracy on data because there's a compliance element. But they need to differentiate between what is compliance and what is driving dynamic resilience in an organization. Which means if it's eighty percent accurate, go for it, try it see what comes back and see what the impact on the data was, right? Hmm. So it's really those kind of three areas that, that, that I would say is the big change in the, in the mind space of the CFO. That's some big changes indeed, Jason. I took some notes here and I can hear, you know, partnering, breaking silos, uh, growth and working on cash flow positive and being agile and working on product teams and okay to fail. It sounds like very, very challenging for the CFO these uh, uh, these areas, uh, Jason. So how could companies then support this to make sure that, you know, and, and we'll spend resources to support this to happen? Yeah, and as you as you mentioned, the uh, resources, uh, you know, uh, there, there's a big change in the way that um, employees are now looking at organizations. We see this every single day. There's a new article coming out on great resignation or, or something to do with, you know, people wanting change and how they develop. Um, it's challenging times to provide certainty. You know, we're, we're in, in a time when you would expect that people would want certainty, they're actually, no, no, we're, we're comfortable with uncertainty. I, I actually, no, no, the way that I live, the way that I kind of balance my life is more than more, more important than the certainty of my role. Yeah. And that, and that tends to be something that we, we just don't understand given our background and where, where we've come from. 
right? Um, so the way to try and get these three implemented changes in the mindset is that you've got to look at your current finance organization. You need to say, do I have the right skills? And that needs to be segmented between what is compliance, getting an alignment with the CEO to say, we need to meet compliance, but we're going to spend 40% of our time in the organization completely on compliance and resourcing as such, right? 60% yep. of that will be focused on me being allowing the organization to partner with the organization, break down data silos, uh, decision silos, and drive 60% of that towards resilience and agility, right? So there has to be an active agreement between the CFO and the CEO and all the other heads within the C-suite, right? This is what we're going to do. And then they need to essentially that 60%, how do they... Uh, uh, implement that. And that's really through the types of analysts that they have with technology-based backgrounds that like technology. Um, there's a lot of technology um, on cloud now that allows very quick modeling. Yeah, um, You need to kind of get the right data people, like take them out of IT, right, that are more database orientated, teach them the finance functions and the people that are in finance, the IT teams teaching them technology. So there has to be this hybridization of the people that is focusing potentially on 60% of your business, yeah, of, of, of the function of finance. Um, that's something that, you know, for instance, I've, I've focused on quite a bit with regards to trying to actually get our team, here's the compliance bit, you need to kind of get governance, who's, who's responsible, and then we need to move the organization towards very quick database repetition uh, doing using technology to do validity checks on data coming out of your systems of record, uh, like your ERP, uh, and then actually seeing the data and very quickly analyzing it and then feeding that back into kind of uh, any any department that needs it and being proactive in that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there and a lot of changes indeed to happen. And we live in a world now where there's been recessions, there's talks about depressions, there's wars, and so on. What is that? How is this affecting it all? And what have changed in 2022? Yeah, I, look, just sales based forecasting is, you know, if you took supply chain, and you say, well, how do I connect the head of finance with, um, especially uh, FMCG, you know, um, how do I connect them to uh, my warehouse operations or you know this is that snop bit the bond forecasting supply forecasting connecting this we 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 are focused significantly in bringing transformative change it's not it's the change management aspect the fact that it's a partnering creating awareness for the information what's the fact rather than fiction Right, because there tends to be a lot of fictional-based conversations in those two areas, yeah. Um, because you can't get a handle on exactly uh, what's impacting those areas. So, and you've got to interface external-based data that's impacting. Yeah, uh, co companies have been comfortable forecasting demand or supply, saying A to Z, they get it. But your A is somebody else's Z, <laughs> and how do you connect these dots uh, is really through external data that you need to kind of very quickly bring into a, a, a platform, a technology platform to allow you to kind of see the impacts of that. Yeah, to take your business rules, 
I don't think we're spending enough time with very key people in the organization, allowing them to download all their experiential knowledge, right? And that experiential knowledge goes out the door when they've had enough, right? And you're seeing a lot of this change in organizations because they've been stressed, yeah? I can completely see this, Jason. And then how can we basically make sense of this all or use uh, this digital CFO as a competitive edge? Um, it really comes down to understanding the cash flow. So you could you could start with, you know, understanding your sales base, forecasting, looking at, we like to call it now casting. <laughs> like what's now, right? What's my position now? What's my cash? and the investment decisions that are then coming using that cash, right? Because the resilience is immediately tied. It's directly tied to trying new avenues of revenue or growth. So if you don't have organic cash, right, you can't move into those areas. And so, you know, it, you've got to have customer outcomes. You've got to ensure you've got data certainty and you must be impact focused. Right, so the digital uh, kind of finance department, that CFO, is really around focusing on the customer outcomes internally, externally. That data certainty. I know my data. I know where it's come from. I own it. I'm bringing it in, uh, and this is what I'm recommending. And then I'm seeing the impact of that coming through. Right, uh, and that's directly to cash flow and the investment decisions of the organisation. Yeah, makes sense, Jason. Thank you so much for enlightening us. And uh, if the listeners want to continue these conversations, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, just by, by email or <laughs> not exactly sure uh, how, you want to, how you want to kind of uh, put the information out there. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, as yeah. well. Um, so just uh, send me a message or I uh, provide my email address and everybody can get in touch. I, I love sharing. One of the other passions is around values, purpose of an organization and how you actually bring your organization together towards a common purpose. Um, uh, but my, my big challenge is how do I did, I mean, I've, I've been in technology now since 2000. So yeah. um, I wanted to know where data came from and I got into the, I got into the, the IT world uh, left finance for a while, got into IT, and then I've always been a bit of a hybrid uh, coming out of that. So I love sharing uh, the, and, and learning from others. So please connect. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for being with us today. I wish you a great rest of the day. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. And thanks to all listeners. We've been listening and talking to Jason Ranking. He's the group CFO and GM ASEAN at the CPM group. And we've been talking to Jason about becoming a digital CFO. Thank you and have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 